When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we will look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. This week, I'm joined by Pete from the FPL SideNet podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, how did Game Week 3 treat you? Well, great to join you, Ryan, and well done on picking up where Sam left off with the show. It's uh, great to see you back this season. Um, unfortunately, like many managers out there, my Game Week 3 was fairly painful, but I'm pretty optimistic looking forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got your team up as well. Um, I think this <laughs> is your team. a bad rating. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it's, it's not a bad team looking at it. Yeah. So you've got... Just confirm, so you had Rhea in goal? Yeah, so uh, I finished up with 42 points, mm-hmm. yeah. Rhea in goal with the three points. Yeah, Trent, uh, Ben White did really well, actually. Mm-hmm. Seven points, he picked up a bonus point. Cancelo, Reese James, Neko Williams. So not much points there other than Ben White. And then the midfield of Mo Salah captain with Luis Diaz and Mason Mount. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the front line of Gabriel Jesus and um, Erling Braut Haaland, mm-hmm. like everyone else out there. Mm-hmm. It's still a pretty solid team. Yeah, uh, I like say. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was um, surprised, like everyone else. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll discuss about some of the fixtures as well. Um, yeah. So let's start as always then with a look back on game week three, um, and we'll start with the first game of the weekend. Spurs beat Wolves one nil. Um, the main man that stole the show from an FPL perspective was probably Perisic, uh, probably the savior for a lot of teams as well. Um, what did you think about his start, and are you looking to get him in your team? Yeah, Perisic looked. Absolutely dynamite the other night. And we saw the news leaking just before the deadline that it was looking like he was going to play. And I really wish I had another transfer up my sleeve at that time. I would have loved to have him in. And watching that game without him was pure torture. And I would definitely be moving heaven and earth in my side to get him in for game week four. Fair enough. I think, uh, I remember we discussed before, like I tweeted out saying that just before the season started, he had that friendly and he looked really great. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to get this guy in. And then yeah. I got the news that this guy is not going to start. I was like, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, um, <laughs> like like a lot of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've moved in. I've gone and made my transfer, got him in. Um, yep. I know there is rotation risk with him, but I'm happy to take that rotation risk. With the, um, It's like a high-risk, high-reward play. Yeah. I, and look, everyone's going to get rotated between mm. now and the World Cup. It's just with everyone playing like two games a week, it's going to mm. happen. Mm. And watching Paris, he was basically playing in a front four the other day for Spurs. Yeah. He occupies just, a lot of Huming Sun's spot. Yeah. I mean, he got caught offside. Mm. How many wingbacks do you see get caught offside? <laughs> exactly. Um, 
the thing is he occupies he he he's on set pieces yeah um if he's not on set pieces in the front post which got that assist for kane um, he had a chances but i think to get another assist as well for kane which got called offside if i'm not mistaken yeah. um and he he looked really good now the thing is because he operates on that spot of fuming sun kind of takes like they're both in the same space and i've seen the last game i watched sun was more deeper uh for spurs and i've had sun um and he hasn't looked great and i've decided to like get rid i've yeah. basically cut my losses in that <laughs> um but obviously people have said forest is a good game up coming up would you still keep him or would you lo- probably look to like get rid if you if for like father managers who have him yeah it's a, son's a tricky one because he just he just doesn't look on it so far this mm. season we saw him come off um sort of fairly early yeah son um, for the Charleston. Uh, oh, for, yeah, that's yeah. right, for retirement. I mean, like, he sort of came off yeah. quite early yeah. in a game. Like, we're not used to seeing him come off that early. And, mm. yeah, the, the, the form just isn't there. I'm sure it's going to come sooner or later. He's mm. absolutely world class. But, yeah, I mean, with so many other great options at the moment and around that price, you can maybe move for a KDB if you haven't yeah. got him. Yeah, There's, yeah, a lot of options there. And if you've got the transfers, then why not? Yeah, exactly. I think you could do so much. Like, I can, I can do yeah. so much now with my team. because i started with a premium <laughs> and it didn't work i have to accept it didn't work but now i'm like oh i have money floating about what can i do with this <laughs> i got to spend that money yeah, exactly so uh, i've i've made a couple moves um so we'll see how it works i'm thinking of even taking a hit maybe but very oh, yeah. i'm very unsure because i i've done perisic and gundogan both in um uh, and now i'm looking for maybe even a luis diaz potentially Oh, yeah. um as another move but i have to see whether i want to do that luis diaz move for a hit i think i might eventually do it but we'll see yeah yeah there's just i mean yeah i'm sure once you downgrade from that premium strategy mm. with sun yeah the the options are endless yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> um moving on though from the spurs, spurs i think still pretty good uh yeah. but their midfield is a slight issue for me creativity wise mm-hmm. so i think we'll kind of have to wait and see how they do but there's been talk with regards to kane mm. in terms of haland to kane as a discussion point we'll get to the city part as well when we come to city but w- would you do that move or well we we saw lots of managers start the season with kane for mm. game week 1 and we you know everyone thinking that haland had a a harder fixture and then he ended up scoring a mm. double so mm. yeah when you sort of yo-yo between the two can be bit of a dangerous game because yep. you're going to miss out on points either way. Yeah. But the reason these guys are premiums is because they can return double digits in mm. any game and Kane's been a little bit fortunate the last couple mm. game weeks the way he's gone about getting mm. his goals. Mm. I mean that said he's he's getting those goals because he's a world-class player. So it sort of it, it ebbs and flows a bit, but yeah, maybe you'd be better off looking at other areas in your team rather than mm. switching between the premiums because yeah, you're just going to frustrate yourself. Yeah. You're going to miss out on points either yeah. way. Agreed, agreed. Um I think if you have Kane you keep him. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't mind getting rid of you. I mean not getting rid. I don't mind keeping Haaland to be honest. Yeah. Uh and just sticking it through and see how it goes. Mm, no, I 100% agree there. Yeah, I think if you got either, you hold yep. them for now and if you're looking at swapping, yeah, maybe don't, maybe keep that transfer up your sleeve. Mm-hmm, fair enough. Um let's move on. Uh this is probably a team closer to your heart. Uh <laughs> so let's move on to Leeds versus Chelsea. Um 
what do you think went wrong in that game? <laughs> Every, everything went wrong in this game, right? Everything. So Mendy deciding to to try a Cruyff turn in the yeah. box probably doesn't help things. Yeah. But yeah, Chelsea have this strange ability every season just to go full tilt. And they just go absolutely crazy. Mm. Remember that West Brom game yes. uh, last season? Start. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just have every once in a while, everything goes wrong. They'll have a defender get sent off, like happened with Koulibaly. Mm. And there, there was the warning signs quite early. I think he picked up the first yellow card around the eighth-minute mark against yeah. Aronson. I mean, the second yellow was unnecessarily yellow, to be honest. Fuck yeah, it was a bit It was a bit yeah. naive. Yeah. Maybe um, it was a bit bored out of frustration. But like like you mentioned, right, everything that could go wrong probably went wrong. But yeah. I think that there are bigger problems in terms of the midfield because yeah. Kante is out, Kovacic is out. I think both mm. of those are massive losses for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help that Reese James is playing right centre back instead of wing back, because I think he's one of your most creative players as well. Yeah, um, he's dynamite. Mm. Yeah, that's right. When he's playing centre back, I mean, he's still a, a really good defender. Mm. So we can't forget that. Yeah, Chelsea and Reese James are just a great defender, and at that price, you know, six million, you go okay. But when he's a wing back, yeah, you'd argue he's worth just as much as Trent, maybe mm. even more on his day. Mm. Uh, we we saw that already in the Spurs game when he scored. But, mm. yeah, a lot of issues. Like you mentioned, that midfield is a concern. Kovacic is probably the best mm. of the midfield, of that midfield three with him, Jorginho, and, and Kante. Because mm. uh, Kovacic is just so creative. Every time yep. he gets the ball, he's looking forward. And, and Kante just covers so much ground. Yep. Whereas Jorginho can be a bit lackadaisy, as the, you know. And, and we saw Gallagher debut yep. at number six. Mm. It was a, a baptism of fire for Gallagher. I don't think he had. That's not his best spot. So yeah. it wasn't a really good reflection on him. But yeah, Leeds really targeted that, mm. that forward pressure. Every time Chelsea was trying to pass the ball out, you know, Aaron, Aronson, Harrison, mm. Rodrigo, they were just pushing and, and yeah, causing those mistakes. And yeah, the mistakes were pretty bad. Yeah. Would you recommend a double Chelsea defense going forward? Or I mean, just one? Yeah, I think at the moment, if if you had double, yeah. I would hold because okay. the fixtures are still still fairly decent. They've yeah. got Leicester up next, and yeah. Leicester look like a train wreck sometimes mm. in defence. If you've only got the one and you're looking to double up, maybe hold off because I yeah. think with Koulibaly missing this week, yeah. that's a big loss. Yeah, and yeah, who, who know? We don't know what Tuchel's going to do. We think that Reese may play in the back three. Yeah. He may play back four. And and play you know Reese and Ben Chilwell mm. as the fullbacks and have Cucurella play in defence or as Piliqueta could come in as well like Tuchel yeah. can do absolutely anything like True. he's a madman with the magnets like Pep so <laughs> it's a bit hard to predict but yeah if you've got double yeah I think hold if you've got one yeah settle <laughs> fair enough um, something that I've keep mentioned like I've been mentioning on my videos is that I've always questioned where Chelsea's goals are going to come from. Because that seems to be like the uncertain part. Now, for those who may have Mount or Sterling, would you keep them for the upcoming games? Or would you, especially like Leicester, team that right now I would target. Um, but even like over the next couple of game mix, managers are getting itchy fingers, trigger fingers, yeah. with regards to Mount and Sterling. What do you think? Do you keep? Do you sell? Yeah, we, we haven't, yeah, like you said, we haven't seen that front three tick yet. Yeah. They, um, Sterling, he had a goal ruled mm. offside the other day against Leeds, so that was a bit disappointing. And yeah, it, it just doesn't seem to be as fluid as it was mm. last season. So, I mean, myself, I've been a Mason Mount truther 
all season. I know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably looking to get rid. Um, we've seen enough so far um, in the three games where he, he just hasn't delivered yet. So mm. it's an easy downgrade from that price, that 8.0 or 7.9 to, you know, upgrade, maybe move to like a Martinelli or, or spread the funds elsewhere. So would you do that before the Leicester game or probably after the Leicester game? Well, I thought the Leeds game would be a great game for now. And historically, he's been amazing, but unfortunately it wasn't. But I mean, sooner or later, it's going to click. And yeah. maybe it's a case of when it does click, then we jump back on board. Yeah, but, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, agree. Fair enough. Cool. Let's I'll, I'll start, I'll move you away from the Chelsea uh, talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but there are, there are some community questions related to it, but we'll move yeah. away for, for now. Um, <laughs> let's go to um, Newcastle. Played uh, Manchester City in a crazy 3-3 scoreline. Um, how the, however, most of the reaction from an FPL perspective was in regards to Pep's post-match comments yeah. uh, with regards to Haaland. And he said, when we have midweek fixtures, Haaland won't be playing every game. Um, so this is the question I had. Do you think we hold Haaland and wait and see what happens with his minutes or swap to another striker? Yeah, I'm I'm in the hold camp. Mm. I mean, I've got Haaland. A lot of managers have Haaland. Yep. He's looked amazing. In, in, I mean, besides the Bournemouth game that, you know, Foden could have easily given him an, a nice, simple tap-in and yep. he could have had goals in every game week so far. But, no, he looks amazing. And we don't know what Pep's going to do yet. And we also don't know what the Champions League group stage is going to be. Yeah. So it, it could work out to be a fairly cruisy group for City mm. where Pep can rotate the side. So It's no, been so far the last two seasons. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it has, especially when he gets to the knockout stages. Yeah. Um, but, no, definitely a hold. Okay, yeah, agree. Uh, for me as well, I think it's a hold. You take the risk. I think that is that is one player I would take the risk and see what his minutes are like. Yeah. Um, like if 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 he gets like what thirty five to forty minutes, if Pep plays him like 35, 40 minutes off the bench, I think there's a chance for him to get a goal. Yeah. But if it's like ten to fifteen, then I think then that's where you kind of question: is he worth the value? Uh. But until we know that information, I think you hold. Yeah, we're all trying to predict what's going yeah. to happen. And yeah, until we actually see it, then we've got the, the data and the minutes yeah. to work it out. Then we know what. To, and also we'll know what the Champions League group is like probably yeah. tomorrow. So we'll wait That's and right. see. Um, moving on, um, were there any other players from that game that caught your eye? Yeah, Ilkay Gundogan looked amazing in this yeah. game. And so did Bilva. Like yeah. when Bernardo Silva plays in like further up the pitch, especially on the right. He loves mm. to cut in on that mm. on that left foot. He looks absolutely world-class. And if you could guarantee that he's going to play in that spot more mm. often than not, you, you couldn't move for him. Mm. And we're seeing Gundogan as well, just playing as that number eight, like ghosting into yep. the box, like he was a couple of seasons ago yeah. when he was just hoovering up points every mm. game week. Yeah, they're really tempting to move to. But, you know, if you can stretch it, getting yep. KDB, I mean, yeah, that guy's just a wizard. His his pass, he just cut through that Newcastle defense with ease for some of those mm. for one of those goals. And yeah, yeah, I think KDB is still the best option. I I didn't have the money to go, even though I had a premium because of yep. Sun's price drop. I couldn't go to KDB. Oh no! Um, but I've gone to Gunnagan because of the fact that he's shown that like he's getting into those pocket of spaces that you mentioned. Same thing that he did like two seasons ago when a lot of us had him in teams. We even thought of captaining him at points. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be linking up with Haaland as well pretty well right now compared to yeah. Foden who just doesn't want to pass to Haaland for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like Gundogan. Bernardo Silva, I think we need 
there's still a few rumors with him linking to Barcelona like Pep came out and mentioned I mean I want to keep him but we'll see what happens yeah um so we'll have to wait and see how that plays out but yeah I think right now Gundogan good option for budget option uh, not budget mid priced option yeah and KDB probably the best in terms of the midfield picks yeah 100% yeah there's just so much quality in that side and they're always going to spread the points anyway yeah so if enough. you have one you got to sort of hold them for a few weeks to make the most out of it rather yeah. than knee jerking after one week yeah um another one question with regards to city is their defense now ake got injured i think that's a bit of a loss for city yeah walker almost got retired from football <laughs> potentially could get retired against zaha this weekend um for those who have walker is it like a similar Haaland situation where you keep and see what happens yeah it, that that's an easy hold for now like city arguably the best defense in the league so more often than not they're going to keep yeah. a clean sheet yeah. so yeah just just hold I, I wouldn't get too too worried over one bad result yeah fair enough uh okay next up the final game of the game week saw manchester united beating liverpool 2-1 what would you do Oh, wait, let, you you don't have love, double Liverpool defense, right? But what would you do? What would you say to owners of double Liverpool defense? Do you keep both um, for one more game week, or should you look into dropping one of them? Well, I think Bournemouth at home mm. is probably going to be the easiest fixture any side could have this season. They just they don't look up yeah. to the level at the moment, and Liverpool have looked very underwhelming so far. But I've I mean, you can be pretty confident in that Liverpool could keep a clean sheet in this. And, mm. you know, Robbo and Trent could have an absolute field day in this game as well. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, agree. I mean, this is probably as close as it gets to uh, almost clear clean sheet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was talking about it in the podcast today on the Football Shop Box and I was like, I was telling my co-host, like, if they don't keep a clean sheet in this game, then you probably look into yeah. saying, okay, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, Robertson right. probably has to go. Um, but um, in terms of both Robertson and Trent, I would probably still keep Trent long run because yeah. I think he 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 offers like that more attacking returns than Robertson at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they can't keep a clean sheet, I think the double defense has to go because there are players offering probably better value at the moment for a cheaper price. Yeah, that's right. And and that Liverpool midfield, like they they. They've lost a lot of players at the yeah. moment. And even yeah. in defense, we saw Gomez had a very poor game mm. at Van Dyke. I think Van Dyke's still standing at Old yeah. Trafford, like the statue <laughs> in the box. So it's just, it's been very uncharacteristic from mm. Liverpool. It's mm. not what we're used to seeing. Mm. And even seeing Simicass appear quite regularly yeah. is a bit of a concern, but it just could be because Klopp's looking for that high tempo. And yeah, yeah fair enough. The warning signs are there, mm. but I, I'm fairly confident with that fixture it's a, yeah. it's an easy hold fair enough um okay let's turn our attention now to game week four so there's been a lot of talk with regards to goalkeepers recently um, especially for those who own double Leicester goalkeepers do you think it's time to get rid of Iverson for another keeper if so who would be the best option well yeah I I, I was very tempted before game week one to go with the really cheap yeah. option for the goalkeepers but I'm fairly relieved I didn't do that now because yeah, Leicester look yeah look pretty shaky in defense but look if you had the free transfer and you had the funds i would yeah 100 percent upgrade mm. um, one of those goalkeepers to like a sanchez 4.5 mm. i've been holding raya this season and 
while I've only had one clean sheet, he's been fairly good. He, he pick, even picked up a couple save points in that game against Fulham. I think Brentford are top of the ticker, if I'm not mistaken, at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think he's another good option. Rhea yeah. and Sanchez, I think, are both really good options. Yeah. Um, some may say Dean Henderson, but I think Bre- uh, Nottingham Forest concede way too many chances for my liking. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just between Rhea and Sanchez. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you got your Ramsdale at the 5 million bracket if you wanted to. Yeah, and, you know, Meslier, yeah, he, he's good, but you just don't know what leads you're going to yeah. get every game week, where it's Sanchez is, you know, it's a steady shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know he won't get too many bonus. I mean, he did yeah. get a couple bonus last game, but I'm happy with a steady six-pointer <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you're going bargain basement prices for your yeah. goalkeeper, like, uh, I'm just happy with a clean sheet. Yeah. If there's Fair bonus enough. points, even better. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, let's talk captaincy. So who do we think will be the best captaincy options for Game Week 4? And what would be the reasons? Yeah, well, I'm going to be leaving the armband on Mo Salah this Game mm. Week for that, as we talked about, that Bournemouth fixture. Mm. It's the most appealing. So usually when it comes to captaincy, I look at, you know, the premiums in my squad and who they're playing. And if they're playing a promoted side at home, it's yep. usually a no-brainer. And yep. Even though Mo has been very, like he was very underwhelming, even in the first game against Fulham. Yep. But he, he had a double digit return, yeah. a goal and an assist. And then he was underwhelming against Man United mm. and he got Again, a goal. Cool. Yeah. He just has this ability just to get points mm. and that's all you want. And yeah, in this game, he's going to be the main man. So no, I've, I've got no hesitation um, leaving the armband on him. What about yourself, Ryan? Yeah, I think for me, it's got to be Salah because yeah. I went the last game I went and Captain Jesus against Bournemouth and I felt like I was a bit unlucky to yeah, not very get an unlucky. extra goal. Yeah, because they were drawing lines on pixels and I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> but I think it's got to be Salah for me as well. Um, if you don't have Salah, now there are managers who went without Salah. Yeah. Haaland maybe? Yeah, Haaland. Or even Jesus. Haaland against Palace, although Palace have been a bit of a bogey side mm-hmm. for Pep over the years, but yeah... Arsenal against Fulham. Mm. At I think Emirates. that might be a tough game for Arsenal. Yeah, it though. might be a tough game, but I think it's got goals in it. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you were very unlucky last week. Jesus, um, captainers were very unlucky last week, but it could be a different story this game week. Yeah, fair enough. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, so those are, I think, the captaincy options. Moving on, one final question for me. Are there any differentials who you think would perform great this weekend? Uh, who managers could sign to like climb up the ranks? So if you were if you were maybe looking at a, a wild card in say game week five. Yeah. So this game week you could sort of roll the dice yeah. with a free transfer. Um, maybe I, I really like the look of um, Gonzalo Guedes um, at Wolves. He looked really good the other night against yes. Spurs. He was very lively. He was playing out of position up top with um, Daniel Pedence. Mm. Um, Six million, so it's a little bit more on the on the pricey side. But yep. um, Wolves are playing Newcastle. Uh, I mean, Newcastle have been very impressive, but yeah, Wolves, they look different from the, the Wolves we saw last season. Yes. I don't know if it's just because it's nearly a full Portuguese side they're rolling out every week. <laughs> but yeah, they just, they look like they've got a, a little bit more X factor. Mm, that, that's true. The only caveat to that, I would say, is they play Newcastle, who yeah. are defensively not too bad this time. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's a big game for Wolves though that yeah. game against Newcastle. So maybe they, you know, that you could easily see the, any result in this game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
So, yeah, you know, I mean, a, a left field punt, yeah, I'd go with, yeah, Guedes. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You will uh, see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> we're probably blank. <laughs> probably, probably. But we don't, we don't know, right? We'll have to see how it goes. Um, and then, yeah, let's move on. Finally, some quick fire questions from the community. Now, um, first up, we got FPL Shake and Bake. Um, yeah. Brett, he mentioned, um, we're going back to the Chelsea topic. As a Chelsea yeah. fan, are there any assets worth considering? Uh, James playing right centre-back destroys some of his potential and the rest seem either out of form or prone to rotation. Yeah. Look, I mean, lots of managers out there have Reese James and we talked about him before, so I, I probably won't go over that too much. But yeah, he's still world-class and he's going to still go out wide. If he's starting centre-back, he's going to end up wide anyway because Tuchel's going to allow him to play that, especially if they're chasing the game and... Yeah, when he's out, he's one of those players, I, when I watch Chelsea, he's like the only player I, I'm terrified of not owning because yeah, every enough. time he's got the ball, he's putting yep. deadly crosses into the box. And yep. It's quite hard to watch. But yep. yeah, I, I'm easy, you could easily stick with him. But And, and even Cucurella has been pretty good so far. Mm-mm. But yeah, maybe don't go all in at the deep end at the moment. Just just wait and see what happens against Leicester. Because if they turn things around, then, yeah, they're going to be really good options. Okay. Um, talking about going all in, this is from <laughs> uh, Quinton, uh, FPL amateur of us. So he asked me this question in the podcast on YouTube. So anyone who wants to see the answer will have to go to Football Chat Box on YouTube to check. <laughs> uh, but I'll ask you this question. Uh, what does Pete think of holding Cocorella, James, Mount, Triple Up for the next two weeks? <laughs> Well, if you're holding, I mean, yeah, the, the fixtures against, you know, Leicester and Southampton are very good. So, I mean, if you've got those players, you've probably got bigger fires to put out in your side. So if mm. you've got them, hold them. Because like I said, this Leicester game could be a changing fortune for Chelsea. They're going to click sooner or later. Yeah. And yeah, those those wingbacks, yeah, they, they've been very good. They, they're getting points. Yeah. We just need them to be a bit more consistent. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to stick with the hold. Okay. Like every other answer so far. <laughs> so it's a don't buy, don't sell situation. Exactly. Okay. And yeah, uh, keep your fingers crossed. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. So <laughs> that's basically what we had from the community. Um, so thank you for your time today, Pete. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I'll just give a shout out for the show. So if you're not across it, the show is FPL Signet. It is a podcast with myself and my co-host, Andrew. So we record once a week and yeah. Just two guys having a lot of fun talking about FPL and yeah, the season's three seasons old now. So we, and Ryan's joined uh, this season. So we're having a lot of fun and, you know, putting FPL Australia out there like Mm. yourself, lots of other great content creators out there. So um, yeah, get around it. Yep. I'll be looking to try and get Andrew on the show as well um, sometime this season. So we'll have a look at that as well. Uh, But yeah. That's it for this week's uh, Scout the Game Week. I'll be back next time to look back on Game Week 4 and ahead to Game Week 5 and 6 because it's our first midweek fixture. Um, So yeah, looking forward to that. Green arrows to everyone. And thank you, Pete. No problems. Thanks.